Welcome to this week's episode of Multiplane Tales. I'll be your neophyte of a narrator, JC. This tale is called Restless Wind. And dear listener, if you want to share your story, you can send it to multiplanetales at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. On the continent of Levi, the three kingdoms that reign there never leave a dull moment for their citizens. There is the Star Sovereignty, a democratic country that holds the most land. They rarely accept foreigners into their country but it is said that there are mega cities of gold, platinum, and one that floats. There is the Fernyard Empire, led by Empress Isabel. Through their massive seaports, the continent has been privy to many luxuries. Lastly, the Levian Kingdom, a strict theocracy where the leaders claim to hear the voice of the creator of the continent, Levi himself. In a small town located in the southern parts of the Fernyard Empire, called Everfall, lived Galvania. Galvania was a god who a family that for generations was known for creating bards that have been celebrated throughout the ages. The world of the arts was introduced to her before she could even learn to speak. Being taught by her mother, Gavania showed great talent. Her voice was powerful and could touch the heart of all who heard her songs. She was also magic-inclined. Galvania's natural talent with the arcane only added to her performance. She surpassed her mother at singing at the young elven age of 55 years old. At her best, she would only need herself to produce a full, multi-instrumental, soul-turning song. When she wasn't practicing her vocals, she would be refining her magic with small-town gigs from weddings to birthdays all around Everfall. The event that set up the radical change of her life was her solo concert at the knighthood ceremony of the mayor of Everfall's son. After at least a decade of practicing and refining, Galvania was approached by Mayor Gruff. Galvania, I am most impressed by your work, and my son is just enchanted by your voice. Thank you, Mr. Gruff, and I will only get better, Galvania replied. Oh, Galvania, you are such an inspiration to us all. That is why I and the Gruffs would be honored if you would be the main performance at my son Weldon's knighting ceremony. Wow, that sounds very exciting. Galvania, darling, I might also add there will be some very important people there. People that could help you take your gifts all over the continent. Mr. Gruff, I am happy that I was in consideration for this honor. I'll impress you and whoever there is with my voice. The mayor smiled and offered to shake her hand. She shook his hand excitedly and rushed back home. Her parents were elated by the news. Her mother, Lycan, proceeded to tell her of her greatest adventures during her time touring. Galvania was always ready to sing, but that was the first time she truly got nervous about it. A few days later, she received her invitation from Gruff regarding the date and location of the ceremony. With a week to come up with something immaculate, Galvania spent every day and night trying different harmonies, rhythms, and lyrics for her most important performance to date. She knew that she would need to leave Everfall to continue to change the world, but she didn't think that it would come so suddenly. Her mom told her that she might be putting too much pressure on the ceremony. She reminded Galvania that there was a chance that it is a normal performance and that she can leave Everfall on her own whenever she chooses. On the night of the ceremony, Galvania donned a new sky-blue flare-sleeve dress. The flare sleeves were laced with the waistline to look like wings. The sleeves were embedded with tiny sparkles. She moved throughout that place with a presence that nobody could ignore. Galvania was taken back at first. She had never seen such opulence in one location. The attendees of this knighthood were all important in some manner or another, and she could feel it. Galvania went around the outdoor venue, introducing herself and meeting as many of them as she could. After Weldon got knighted by his father, it was Galvania's time to shine. She walked onto the stage while using one of her spells to make her outfit shine brighter and shimmer as she moved. Galvania started singing a song she called Restless Wind. The song started out soft, slow, and without any music. The audience was immediately interested. They could not understand what she was saying, but could feel its importance. This continued through the first verse and the refrain. She crescendoed at the start of the second verse. With a quick gesture from her hands, the lamps around the venue started dimming. Her voice grew thunderous and booming. 
It sounded like it was coming from everywhere at once. The attendees finally realized she was singing in common, and they could feel her in the lyrics. For that moment, everyone felt Galvania's joy, nervousness, and anticipation. With another hand wave, all the sources of light were out, and Galvania went silent. Some started clapping, thinking the performance was over, when the sound of playing instruments started reverberating throughout the area. There was an immediate spotlight on the stage that revealed Galvania glowing a blue hue and spinning. It seemed like she was getting faster as the instruments grew louder, and the sparkles from her dress looked like they were turning into little fireflies as they flew off her sleeves. The audience was mesmerized by the tiny floating balls of light until the spotlight and the instruments stopped once again. Galvania started singing her third verse. The light slowly illuminated to reveal four Galvanias on stage, three of them each holding and playing a different instrument, one with a lute, another a lyre, and lastly a harp. They all joined Galvania in harmony, each playing their part and taking their turns to synchronize. The gasp from the crowd showed Galvania that all her work in illusion magic was worth it. But Galvania started dancing around on stage in unison until they repeated the refrain. On the end of the final refrain, all the Galvanias huddled up in the center. They created a blinding ball of blue light. It looked like they were all combining back into one. Before the last line of Restless Wind, Galvania Prime raised her hand. The light morphed into a shape of a blue jay bird and burst into the sky. Light returned to all the lamps to reveal Galvania breathless on stage with her arm up. The crowd erupted with claps and cheers. She spotted the mayor nodding approvingly at her and talking to a figure she hadn't met yet. She left the stage and started bathing in praise and compliments. Towards the end of the night, when everyone had settled down, Galvania was approached by Mayor Gruff and his mysterious guest. Galvania, that was extraordinary. Just amazing. It's clear that I made the correct choice in asking you to serenade us on this special day. Thank you, Mr. Gruff. It was a privilege and an honor, Galvania replied. Yes, my dear. Very well done. I can see your potential, the mysterious figure said. Oh, Galvania, said Mr. Gruff. This is Advar. He is the ambassador to the local, um, duke. Oh. Nice to make your acquaintance, she spoke. Yes, yes, the Duke, Duke Hathgar, would be delighted if you would perform at his wedding. You will be paid handsomely. Accommodations and travels will be taken care of as well. I accept, Galvania said quickly. Well, I'm happy to hear such a confident yes. We leave in three hours. Excuse me, what? We have a strict time that we must adhere to if we want to arrive on time. I will be at the front gates waiting. If you are not there, I will have your answer. Advar turned around and walked away. Galvania, I am so happy for you. This opportunity is sure to pay well, and you might get a sponsor for your art. Thanks again, but I never expected to leave town today. True, but you know what they say. One of the most important attributes that separates the champions from the laymen is how they adapt to change. Really? I believe I heard that saying in Pearl Quest or something. Anyways, be cautious with Advar. He could be pretty temperamental. Have a good night. He turned around and left Galvania. She stood there stunned. She was still feeling the adrenaline from her best performance ever, and now she could leave Everfall that night. Her mind started racing. What would she do afterwards? Will she make any friends? Was she prepared for the real world? She stood there until one of her friends appeared and put her arms on her shoulder. All you all right, G? Asked her friend Roompa. You are looking a little bit pale. Galvania told Roompa everything that had happened in the last ten minutes. Sounds like Lady Luck has finally answered your call. Stop standing here and rush home to dress for adventure. You look great, but I really can't see that outfit working great for travel. Oh, and I can't wait for your stories when you visit. Taking Rupa's advice, Galvania dashed home. Her parents were there waiting. They asked how it went, and she told them about the offer from Advar. Tears started falling from her father's eyes. He hugged her and left the room. It sounded like his waterworks were becoming powerful torrents the further he got away. Her mother gently grabbed her face and looked her in the eyes. Sweetie, I'm so proud of you. I knew it would happen soon. Unexpected journeys typically form the deepest memories. 
I remember when I left my city. Mom, I would love to hear your stories again, but I have to go pack. Okay. In all honesty, we had a feeling this would happen. We already packed a bag for you with everything you'll need for a couple of weeks. Her mother left the room and came back with a slightly overflowing travel pack. Now sit down so you can have your last homemade meal, at least for a while. They sat and ate. Her mother regaled her with her stories from across the realm. Some she was very happy her dad was not privy to hear. The stories were filled with laughter, suspense, and emotion. Galvania could see a spark of lichen God who returned, the bard that can make any story come to life. She was now starting to understand the weight the name God who carried. She rose feeling empowered by her mother's kind words and inspired by her stories. Galvania was ready. She found her father and hugged him. She grabbed her bag and started heading towards the town gate. Advar was already there waiting. Advar was near a beautiful carriage that was drawn by two powerful looking steeds. Holding their leash was a younger dwarven man who was well dressed. Upon seeing Galvania, Advar immediately got in the back of the carriage and sat down. Galvania slowly approached the carriage. She waved hello to the dwarven fellow as she continued her way towards Advar. When she reached the back, Advar gestured for her to get in. Please miss, we are on a schedule. She placed all her luggage right beside her and just waited awkwardly. A few moments went by until the carriage began to move. The butterflies in her stomach went into overdrive. Galvania was finally leaving her home to establish her age of godhood. Advar later told her the trip would take three days to get to their destination. The first day didn't prove eventful. She just stared out the window looking at the scenery. It wasn't anything she hadn't seen before. She tried to start a conversation with Advar, but he shut it down quickly and they just sat in silence for the remainder of the day. The second day is when Galvania wanted to start exploring. She was seeing trees, animals, and landscapes she had never seen before. Advar even started telling her about the things she was gawking at. She wanted to ask Advar to stop and check out their surroundings, but she already knew that they were on a schedule. The third day proved similar to the second, hearing and seeing things she had only ever read in books or heard from her mother's tales. As night fell, they arrived at their destination. In the dim light, Galvania made it out to be an old fortress. She could not see any guards on duty or anything of that nature, but she felt very uneasy in that place. Advar told her to wait and left with the carriage. He came back with a helper. The humanoid was wearing a hood, so she couldn't distinguish their features. This is your guide for now. She will lead you to your room for the night, said Advar. Galvania was about to grab her luggage, but her guide grabbed it first and started heading towards a subsection of the fortress. Galvania followed her. She was brought to a cozy, warm room with a massive bed. The room had a blazing fireplace and everything was clean. She got out of her travel gear and got into the bed. The fatigue of travel hit her heart. As soon as her head touched that pillow, she fell asleep. Galvania was wakened by a knock on her door. Miss, we have a pair of new clothes and hot water for a bath. We will leave it here and we'll be back in two hours. Galvania heard the footsteps getting further and further away. She took a deep breath and rose. She took inventory of the room for the first time. The room was a bit cramped, but nice. There were flowers on the table, as well as a little bookshelf near the fireplace. In the corner was a big bucket with a rack near it with a towel. She opened her door to a decent-sized pot with hot water and a change of clothes. After a long soak, she got ready. Just as promised, there was another knock on the door. Miss, please follow. Hathgar awaits. By the time Galvania peeked her head out the door, the servant was already rounding a corridor. She rushed to catch up. Again, another person in this place that was wearing a hood and keeping their head down. The place was not as luxurious as she would have imagined. She assumed dukes would live in much nicer abodes. Finally, she was brought through a throne room of sorts, with Duth Hathgar sitting on said throne. Welcome to my home, Miss Galvania. I am happy you accepted my invitation, said Hathgar. Of course, Duke Hathgar. It was a generous opportunity I could not turn down, Galvania responded. Please, give us a sample if you don't mind. Galvania snapped her fingers, and a double of her manifested next to her. The double started humming an original song she made in her youth. Even though she didn't have time to warm up, her vocals could still melt the heart of an ice elemental. Stop. The duke rose from his seat. You shall be my wife, 
Your talent proves great, and my heart is engulfed in a fiery passion of emotion and love. Um, no, Duke Hathgar, I certainly cannot. I have to conquer the music scene of Levi, and I can guarantee you I don't feel the same way about you. One, Galvania, I didn't ask. And two, it is Hathgar Duke, not Duke Hathgar. Those rich, silk-wearing pricks are why this country is failing. I'm more of a warlord than a duke. What? exclaimed Galvania. If you don't, no one ever will. Guards, lead her back to her room. And guard. Five guards came from the shadows with their weapons drawn. There were more than she could take on, so she let them usher her back to her room. After they locked her in the room, some of them stayed stationed there. She looked out her window to see two guards there too. She sat down to process her predicament. A frontal attack would likely end in her death. Plus, that isn't where she specializes in. Escaping would be the only way, but she couldn't do that unnoticed. She knew what she had to do. If there are any blunders, she should be exploring Levi by noon the following day. She went to bed, but slept with one eye open. The next morning, there was a knock on the door. Mrs. Hathgar, we bring you breakfast, said a guard. Galvania let out a terrible scream. The sentries rushed in to find a gruesome sight. Galvania was laying on the floor in a circle of her blood. A piece of wood torn from the bed's headboard was deep inside her abdomen. She looked at the guards and pushed the stake deeper inside her wound. She let out another scream. Oh gods, we fucked up. Go get Hathgar quick and send for the medic. One of the guards left in a panic. Galvania was quickly bleeding out and breathing hard. The guard that remained just stared at her stunned. Minutes later, there was an ensemble of footsteps getting closer to the room. The first to appear was Hathgar. What? Galvania, why? Your life would have been great. Quick, medics, see if you could save her. A man stepped around Hathgar and approached her. He was going to inspect her until he stopped. My lord, it seems like she poisoned herself too. I'm not too familiar what it could be. He got on his knees to inspect the growing line of green veins that had been swiftly growing on Galvania. She gestured for the medic to get closer. What is this poison, miss? Asked the medic. Galvania gestured again. The medic leaned in closer. She placed a hand on his face and whispered a beautiful melody in his ears. A few seconds later, the medic rose. My lord, this poison can only be cured with a remedy in Pearl Quest. Let me see her, Anton. Your recent record has been spotty, to say the least. Hathgar also got on his knees to see Galvania's condition. He clutched her hand. She brought it up to her face. She gently pulled him closer to her. Another quick melody to the ear, and he was charmed too. Galvania coughed up blood. Please, Hathgar, I know how to stop this. Let me go find it. Of course, Galvania. I will have a group of guards escort you where you need to go, replied Hathgar. On my own. It needs to be on my own. Galvania coughed up some more blood. No, that's dangerous, continued Hathgar. Galvania managed to sing to the crowd a melancholy tune. Her voice broke down all of Hathgar's barriers, leaving him completely in her control. Hathgar, I suggest you help me get your quickest stallion and let me return here healthy and strong. Of course, that sounds wonderful. He picked her up. The guards seemed confused, but none of them said anything. He carried her to the horse stables. Galvania, this is Claw, my horse. There is no faster beast than he. Take it. I wish you luck and look forward to your return. He placed her on Claw. He took the reins and guided them to the outskirts of the fortress. Claw started trotting. She took down her injured illusion and looked back and waved at Hathgar. He was still smiling. Knowing her charms will end soon, Galvania guided Claw into the forest. With a smile on her face, Galvania knew her adventures were just beginning. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Multiplane Tales. If you want to share your story, you can send it to multiplanetales at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this tale, share it with your friends, family, and adventuring party. And if you can, please leave a review to help this reach the entirety of the planes of existence. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter for teasers and updates. Again, thanks for listening, and return in a fortnight for the next episode. That's two weeks. Bye!